0: You're listening to the Hot and Unhinged podcast with your host, Darcy O'Malley. Welcome to the shit show. Now, I will start off by saying that I do have a new microphone set up and the microphone is a little bit too good because it's sounding hella echoey in my bedroom right now, which aka is my studio. Uh, So apologies for that. I'm probably going to have to start recording in a proper soundproof studio because I hate the sound of a bloody echoey, bloody room Oh, echoey audio. It's the worst. It just oh, doesn't sound good anyway. Yeah. How's everyone going? How's everyone's week going? Um, I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I'm just trying to sort my life out at the moment. Um, yeah, feeling a bit tired pre-flow things. So, but you know, as I said in the last episode, I'm, I've started on the pill now. So hopefully that'll help me with my PMS symptoms. Um, And I swear, fucking TikTok's listening to me because now all the videos that are coming up in my feed on TikTok are PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I touched on it in last episode, like how whenever I say, oh, my God, my PMS is so bad, a bunch of you always diagnose me with PMDD. Um, Yeah. So now the fear's in me about that. But look, just hopefully that the pill kind of starts kicking in and I don't feel so fucking tired all the time. Anyway. Enough of that. Enough bloody. Enough bloody whinging. Yeah, a bit of a life update. So a bit going on at the moment. Obviously, you know now I'm doing this bloody podcast, and I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I won't lie to you. A bit overwhelmed. I'm just trying to figure out like a bit of a recording schedule. You know because you know obviously I've just started the podcast, and um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well. Like albeit the content that I put out there is pretty shit. Like it's not well produced. Like you know, for example, my TikToks, all of that stuff. Like it's not, it's not the most amazing produce fucking shit in the world, but you know, I do like, I'm pretty, pretty like, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist around like if I'm swearing too much, if I'm saying um too much, like all of that. So it has been taking me sometimes three goes at recording an episode and oh my God. So I'm like sitting here for literally hours. Like I've been doing it on weekends at the moment. So like a Sunday afternoon, but I'll sit here for like, five, six hours recording and editing an episode and like that's just a bit too much for my weekend I think and I know that I'm going to get the hang of it and you know I'll record on one day and probably edit on another or things like that but you know I work full-time, I go to the gym nearly every day of the week, I have a social life, I'm pretty, I consider myself to be an introverted extrovert and I need my downtime like I can't like and Sundays, if anything, Sundays are my day of rest, you know, like you, all your church out there, you know, that Sunday is the Sabbath. Sunday is my Sabbath. It really is. Cause that's the day that I will let myself do absolutely nothing and not feel guilty about it. Like if I want to spend the whole day on the lounge, I will, if I want to spend all day in bed, I will, but at the moment I'm kind of like not really resting. Um, And it's stressing me out a little bit. So I'm just, you know, trying to figure out that routine. So this episode I'm recording on an afternoon after work. Um, Yeah, so we'll see how we go. But other than that, um, my screen time is also something that I'm trying to reduce. Um, I checked it the other day and my screen time daily average is seven hours. (laughs) Seven hours on my phone a day. And that is down 22% from last week. Like... I know that like I vlog every day so I'm always on the bloody blower but really the vlogging stuff like doesn't actually take much time and effort like capturing a few like videos here and there it doesn't actually take much time I think it's just like I'm fucking constantly just on my I don't even know mindless scrolling some might say um yeah so I'm trying to have a bit more time off my phone when I can especially when I am having downtime like I don't want my downtime to be mindless scrolling. I may take a little bit longer to reply to messages and comments. I try to reply to as much as I can, Um, but yeah, sometimes it it can be a little bit time consuming and I'm like, I get into a hole of like replying to everyone and, and you guys send me the most beautiful messages and comments and things like that. And, you know, I wanna take the time to actually respond, but I think I need to create a bit more of a balance um, in that, you know, I am still present in the real world as well and I do have that time off on being online. Um, Yeah, and I I feel a bit guilty about it too because, like, I have seen in Facebook groups before, uh, you know, of, of a couple of podcasts I follow, like Outspoken Podcast, Life Uncut. I love those podcasts. Like, they're great. I bloody love them. Listen to them in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. Absolutely love it. Um, but I have seen people post in, in there before, like, you know, seeking other people's opinions on, you know, say they message a bloody influencer or something like asking a question or something like that. And, you know, they expect that they should receive a response. Like they, they feel entitled to receive a response. And I don't, I kind of like, it, kind of scared me a little bit rattled me a little bit because a lot of people were on there saying like well yeah it's their job of course they should respond to us like um you know I find it really rude when you go out of your way to message someone and they don't respond like rah 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 and in in my head like if I ever messaged like an influencer or a celebrity or something like that I would never expect a response never like especially people that have tens of thousands of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers and things like that like I just imagine the volume of messages they get for starters um, and the time it takes to go through them, read them, respond to them. Like I would never expect a response. And I was a bit rattled to see that people kind of do have that sense of entitlement that while well, I'm going out of my way to message, message someone, it's their job because they're an influencer. And I was kind of like, Oh fuck. Like if I don't message people back, like, they, do they think less of me? Like all of that. Oh, so anyway, so I just kind of wanted to clear the air that, look, I do try to respond as many to as many people as I can, um, but I might just take a little bit longer than usual because, yeah, I just need a, a little bit of space from being online. So, look, sorry for bloody chewing your ear off about that, but God, glad, glad we cleared the air on that one. I could be stressing over nothing, but just thought I'd bloody bring it up anyway. But, yeah, speaking of being on my phone and getting fucking distracted, That's how I locked myself out of the apartment the other weekend because on the bloody blower, I didn't even grab my keys, walked out, locked the door, closed it behind me, realised, oh, shit, don't even have my keys. Carlin and Sean are out of town for the weekend. What am I going to do? Had to bloody get a locksmith in, had to get the building manager in. It costs like nearly 300 bucks, a very expensive exercise if you ask me. However, it was resolved in like 20 minutes. I couldn't believe how quickly. Yeah, I couldn't believe how bloody quickly they got there and sorted it out, so that was good. Um, And then, and then, you know what else happened to me? You know what happened to me last weekend? Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Like, this is me being distracted on my phone or just, like, distracted in general. Like, a lot on my mind, got a bit going on, you know, putting a bit more on my plate lately. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, bloody, I've got a manager now. I've got a manager. What the fuck? Nah, she's not really a manager. Well, she kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I guess she is. I don't know anyway so for like up until this point I've been managing like my own jobs that I do so like if I if I do work with a brand or something like that like I'll liaise with the brand like I I don't I've never reached out to a brand and said like hey I've got 50,000 followers like can you pay me and I'll promote you like I've never done that in my life like so if that is your job like if your job is influencing like I get it like you you seek work but you know, this isn't my full-time job, you know, so I don't need to do that. And I also uh, would rather shit my hands and clap than ever approach a brand asking for that. Um, However, that's what my manager's for. So they approached me and they were like, oh, look, we've got this job through this company that want to do a job with you. And, you know, we'd also like to get you on the books and represent you and and get you jobs and things like that. So I was like, you know what, let's let's bloody do it. May as well, you know. So then they do all the admin kind of thing, like, so they'll do you know the email negotiations and all of that type of stuff and the invoicing and all the bloody admin so all i have to really worry about is like you know accepting jobs and doing the content um yeah so i've got that on the go so yeah but other than that like this podcast is my own. it's my baby i started this um if there are ads in the podcast that will be because my managers got a sponsor for me so in the future there probably will be ads um in my bloody podcast just a heads up um you know and like, you gotta do a bit for a bag in this day and age you know like i'm a single income household like i'm you know i mean I'm not a single income household i guess i've got a couple streams of income now but you know i'm supporting myself um i don't have like a, a partner to build a future with like you know I go in like I'm going through life with the idea that for the rest of my life, I will be supporting myself. Like I'm not looking for a partner that's going to be able to help support me. Like I want to be able to buy my own house. I want to be able to buy my own car that I want. Like, you know, so I'm going to, you know, do as much work as I can to earn a good income to be able to do that. Like I also want to have a bit of a nest egg behind me. Like I already salary sacrifice into my super, Um, which if you don't salary sacrifice into your super, I definitely recommend that you do it, especially if you are in your 20s, even salary sacrificing as much as like $25 a week, $50 a fortnight, that is going to make a massive difference to your super by the time you retire. Like it'll be hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know? So definitely something to look into. You've got to really think about your future and think of it in a way that you're going to be on your own. You know, Don't, don't think of it in a way as that, people are going to be supporting you because while, yeah, you may have a partner that will, or you may get an inheritance. Like I go through life, like expecting that I'll have nothing and that I'll be alone forever. It keeps me motivated, you know, cause I don't want to be homeless either, but anyway, sorry, I'm getting distracted. So that's a little bit of an update there. You know what happened to me last weekend? So our apartment building, I've lived in my apartment building for like nearly four years, right? Well, wow, I've been in Perth for nearly four years. Oh my God. But yeah, so apartment building nearly four years. I had never locked myself out until the other weekend. Like Carlin has locked herself out a few times. Like she left a key inside, like it's happened, it's happened, you know? But me, I've been like the golden child of the apartment. Like I've not fucked anything up like that. So I was in the car park last weekend and rocked up and my neighbor, who I thought was my neighbor, was parked next to me. And I thought that like the car park next to me must also be the apartment next to me on my floor. And I was like, yeah, how you going, mate? Like, how you going? So we went to the lift, and I was like, I'm the fucking blower again, as I am, just addicted to the phone. Um, And I didn't even look at what, like, floor he hit because I just presumed that he was my neighbor. Um, Anyway, so goes onto his floor. I just walk straight out, head towards my apartment. He goes the other way, and I was thinking, that's weird. I thought that he was, like, the apartment next to me, but, oh, he's up the other end, no worries. Anyway, get my key out and putting the key in the door it's it's not unlocking and I'm like what the fuck like why is my apartment not unlocking and I thought maybe the key was a little bit jammed because like the bloody locksmith had to you know do his little fucking break and entry the other weekend that maybe it was a little bit rattled anyway then I hear like the lock on the other side like like turning and I was like I thought it was Carlin because Carlin like she likes to fight with me and I thought it was her on the other side like holding the lock and I was like haha you bitch like <laughs> Anyway, this fucking random woman opens the door and, like, looks at me, like, glares at me, and I looked at her, and I was like, uh, uh, what are you doing in my apartment? And she just looks at me, like, didn't even say anything. She didn't even say anything. She must have been fucking scared shitless. She looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah, bit bit going on. Um, I think I'm going on a date. I think I'm going on a date on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Bloody bumble dates. Oh, I just... I don't really go on many. I don't know if you guys ever followed Poppy and Rosie on YouTube. They were like these two strippers from the Gold Coast. They're fucking – they were really cool. I really liked them. Anyway, their friendship busted up and they stopped making YouTube videos together. Anyway, I just saw Rosie pop up on – she was on Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. She was on one of her episodes – on one of their episodes, sorry. And she was talking about how she's an escort and all this shit. And I was like, wow. Because, like, when I was watching her, she was just a stripper but now she's like a full blown escort and like she's really cool she's like way younger than me too like she's very cool anyway and like she's got a tiktok so i just started following her on tiktok and all that and the other day she was um saying like oh i'm going like she's obviously recently single um and she's like yeah i've got nine first dates this week and i was like fucking jesus i can't even get nine fucking blokes to respond to me i where I mean I guess over East it must be a bit different. There's obviously more people. Um, but fuck I Oh and you know, being like pre-flow this week, feeling a little bit vulnerable and all that, like I fucking cracked the shits because I was talking to three guys and then they all just stopped replying. Um so I just unmatched all of them and cried. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't even get a fucking bloke to reply to me. But anyway. Got a few questions today about. Well, actually, no, I've got like one question today about dating. So we'll get into it a bit more there. But yeah, it's rough out there. But you just, you know, you can't give up on these things. You can't. You can't give up. You know, you can't be. Can't expect a response from anyone. And you know, when you do have expectations, that's when you're going to get disappointed. So also, <clears throat> after this episode, I don't know what else to record. Like, I don't. I I literally don't have any episode ideas. So. Yeah, if there's anything that you want me to talk about um, or any fun episodes you want me to do, I definitely like doing the little unhinged advice episodes, which is what I'm doing today. Um, but, you know, did you want me to, like, interview people, like get my friends on? I don't know. I don't know. Or do you just like hearing me talk shit? In today's episode, like I said, I'm answering your questions. I'm giving you my unhinged advice. Actually, you know what? I think today is pretty good on the old advice. I think I'm pretty sound and level-headed, you know, not too unhinged. But look, nothing is sugar-coated. I'm that friend that will tell it to you straight, you know. So if you're easily offended, grow up. I swear to God, grow up. Question number one, any advice to feel good about dating? I've been single for five years and recently I've been trying to get into dating but have been failing miserably. One was an anti-vaxxer and the other was just looking for a hookup. I feel like I don't have the confidence anymore and I don't feel worthy of having someone in my life. It sounds silly, but it's true. Thanks. Ah, sis. Gosh, okay. I love this question because I feel like I was in this exact position when I first started dating again. Um, But firstly, like, good on you for getting out and dating again, especially after such a long stint of being single it can definitely be quite daunting to go and dip your toe back in the dating pond um and i call it a pond because i don't know where you live if you live in perth it's a fucking swamp i swear to god it's not even a pond it's a swamp full of mutant fucking creatures oh my god you know i be like there's plenty of fish in the sea no this is a pond full of mutant fucking goldfish i swear to god no i'm just being pessimistic there's there's good ones out there you've got to Fucking slay a few dragons, don't you? Oh, look, when I first started dating, I had such high expectations about what going on a date with someone even meant. I think because, you know, I was, uh, it was like my kid brain was going on a date, like my teenage self, because when you go on a date with a boy, like you typically would end up in a relationship with them. I don't know. It's just what you did. But I'm like a 28 year old woman now and You know, going on a date is literally just like an interview with someone. It's to establish, what can I learn about this person? Do I even like them? Are we even compatible? Is there chemistry there? Is there attraction there? Like that is what a date is. You are gathering information about the other person, right? And you just cannot put any expectations on what that'll be because while you might have banter over message or something like that, you might have no fucking chemistry or banter in person. So for me, when I first started dating again, I just had such high expectations. I was like, I'm gonna meet someone that I resonate with. You know, there's so many more people in Perth as opposed to Jelton, like, you know, so many more good people, all of that. And so I was going on these dates and I'd be so disappointed when it wouldn't work out. And I'd get caught up with the idea that this person could be my person, even when I didn't know them, let alone know if I liked them. And I would want them to like me so bad. Like I'd want them to pick me. And I'd also want to force myself to like them. Like if they were really nice or if, or if they had a good job, or if they were tall, like for different reasons around how they were on paper, I'd be like, no, this person could have potential. They could be a great match for me. Like I'd try and force myself to like them. So even after seeing someone a couple of times, knowing like it was not going anywhere, I'd be like, no, I just need to get to know them a bit more, like all of that. It was so bad. And Carlin would call me out on it all the time. She'd be like, sis, like he's not your person. Like what are you doing? But I was just desperate to see the best in people, even if it meant that we weren't compatible at all. And I'd bloody beat myself up about it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm not worthy of meeting someone. Maybe I'm not. Like maybe I'm just destined not to find someone, which is so not true, okay? So my advice to you is you need to drop all expectations, okay? Don't have expectations and you will never be disappointed. And you've been on two fucking dates. You cannot expect to find the love of your life after two dates. And if you did find the love of your life after two dates, the bloody odds would have been paying a million to one. Like it's just that's not a realistic expectation. I'm not saying that it can't happen, but out of, say, 100 blokes that you meet, You might have one that you actually resonate with and that actually might be compatible with you or there might be none and you might need to meet 200 blokes. But the way you got to look at it is the more dates you go on, the more you put yourself out there, the more people you meet, the closer you are to finding your person. Okay? So you just can't give up sis. You can't give up. You need to tell yourself, wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. And just imagine like, get your notes out right now in your phone this is what i've done i got my notes out in my phone and i wrote down every single attribute and every single value and even what someone looks like physically like everything that i want my man to be everything so down from like personal and core values like you know a high level of integrity um you know values monogamy like um they're taller than me they have broader shoulders than me they can cook They like to be outdoors. Like they have a four-wheel drive. Like just even the most random things, like they have smile lines, like they they have a smile that lights up their face. Like every little thing that you want in someone, write it down, okay? So it's it's almost like it's kind of like a form of manifestation, you know, but also when you are like telling yourself like I'm not worthy, I'm never going to find anyone, all of that, you are really closing yourself off to finding someone at the same time, because you're just stuck in this negative tracking cycle that you may not even realize that you're actually holding yourself back from opportunities. So you need to just fake it till you make it. You need to convince yourself, like I'm going to meet the love of my life. Like I am going to get my dream man. I'm going to get the man that I want. And your mind is going to be looking for those positive signals of that as well if that makes sense. So it's kind of like you're tricking your mind into just focusing on the positives as opposed to the negative tracking, because we can just get so bogged down in the negative and I'm guilty of it too. You know, like if you feel like you're only worthy of the bare minimum, that's what you will accept. Like, and you deserve everything. You know, you deserve the best. You deserve someone that will make effort. You deserve someone that will have aligned values with you. And you will meet someone that doesn't just want a random hookup, you know? And yeah, if you are on the dating apps, unfortunately, the dating apps are a casual hookup world. Like most people that are on there appear to only want something casual, but that's not everyone. Okay. Like I said, I'm going on a date this Sunday and I asked him point blank, you know, we we had a bit of banter. We were messaging for a day or so, um, you know, and I was like, Oh, this guy's kind of cool. And then, you know the the topic came up like he wanted to see me and stuff and i was like yeah like you know but first off i want to ask you know what are you looking for on bumble you know and he was like uh i'm i'm at the point where i i don't want a casual hookup i am you know would rather a relationship and i was like great like i feel like we're on the same page so ask people before you go on a date ask them what they ask them what they're looking for you know and if they are looking for a casual hookup. Don't go on a date with them if that's not where you're at. That's not to say that when someone says that they want something casual that, you know, they may be completely closed off to the idea. Like I know that, you know, there are people that have gotten into relationships that were just completely blindsided and it was only meant to be something casual. I mean, that was me and my last relationship. It was only meant to be casual, but, you know, we, it was undeniable that we had stronger feelings for each other, but it's also risky to pursue that. And most of the time when someone says they do want something casual, they're not lying or they don't want something serious with you. So be upfront about what you're looking for. And that'll weed out a few of the thorns as well. Another thing is ask yourself why you feel like you don't have the confidence anymore and why you don't feel worthy. Like, is it because they didn't like you either? Because like like you've said, one of them wanted a casual hookup, which I take it is not aligned with what you want. And the other person was an anti-vaxxer, which again, their values are not aligned with yours. So why has that knocked your confidence? Because what you've told me now is that you didn't like them, like you know, so that shouldn't knock your confidence. If anything, that should inflate your confidence in that, you know, what you want and you're not going to settle for less than that. And you're not going to, you're not going to pursue someone that you aren't aligned with. So flip the narrative, girl, flip the narrative, because that's great that you've done that. But going forward, you really need to question the self-doubts that you have because the negative voice in your mind is a liar, okay? They're a liar. So flip the narrative, you are strong, you are confident, you are beautiful, and you're going on these dates to learn about this person, to see if you like them, to see if you have chemistry with them, to see if you're compatible. You don't care if they like you. You only need to care if you like them, okay? That's another thing. And I'm speaking from experience here. I have a fucking really bad habit of going into any situation with a bloke and being concerned about whether they like me, as opposed to whether I even like them. And it's, I've ended up in bloody relationships with guys that I don't even like, purely because I'm like, oh my God, they tricked me so well. And they like me, they've picked me. Oh my God. And then we Get real deep, and we're in a fucking relationship. And then six months in, I realize that I actually hate them, and that they're, they're so annoying, and I get the ick so bad. So please, do not get consumed with the idea if they like you, or or if they're good on paper for you. You really need to look internally and analyze whether you actually like them, and you have feelings for them, and you genuinely have like, and you know, you genuinely like them. Okay, otherwise you'll get in too deep before you're not because with all these dates you're going on, there's going to be a bloke that wants to be with you. There will be, but it's whether you like them that that's the most important thing. Okay, and lastly, all right, enjoy dating, enjoy going out, enjoy meeting new people, trying new places to eat, like new activities, you know, at the same time you're getting out and about, aren't you? And with each day, you're going to feel more comfortable and confident in yourself for putting yourself out there. And the bad dates, look, if I've got one thing to say about the bad dates is they make good stories, all right, especially for your friends that are in relationships. So it's not all bad. It's all good, baby. I swear to God, like, you're getting life experience, you're putting yourself out there, and before you know it, you are going to meet the person that you want, okay? So hang in there, doll. You got this, all right? Question number two, looking for advice, getting started with casual sex, friends with benefits, dating apps and meeting new people. I'm 21 and just out of a long-term relationship. I've never done anything like this. Ah, welcome to your born again whore era, sis. Honestly, it was one of my favorite eras until I got BV. You do not want to get BV. So first piece of advice is use frangers, okay? Especially if you're having sex with multiple people, you really need to look after your sexual health all right you do not want to get you know what you can only catch herpes once i'm just saying you can only catch it once um and then it's with you for life so you just you need to be careful you don't want bv you don't want a fishy fanny imagine a bloke going down on you and it smells like a fucking craypot. that'd be so embarrassing um speaking from experience still but look lucky for you dating apps are the most convenient thing for casual hookups like because majority of if you are into straight men um my favorite unfortunately um most of them are that's what they're looking for on dating apps um it is a casual hookup world I swear to fucking god so and they make it known as well you know you can pop on your profile like if you just want something casual whatever the ones that I hate is when they pop on there they don't know what they want but they want kids I'm like can't you're fucking 35 years old I swear to god like I'm not like who's gonna want you with that receding hairline mate not me fucking Grey pubes, yeah, I can't. Anyway, sorry, I'm swearing a lot. Oh my god, so sorry. Yeah, look, so if you are on the apps, um Tinder's very much, very much hook up. But in saying that, I feel like Hinge and Bumble are too. But you know what I did on, on Tinder? Um, I just paid for whatever it is so that you could see who already likes you, and I just go through my likes like that. It was just so easy. You can do that on Bumble as well. Um, but just be careful as well. You need to make sure that when you're talking to these people that you guys are on the same page. Um, so make it known that this is what you're looking for, but also make it known if you have any boundaries too. So if you are going into the casual sex scene with strangers, that you're meeting on dating apps, I would strongly recommend that you go on a bit of a mate date first, um, where alcohol isn't involved, where it is in a public place just so you can actually get a good read on them, actually establish if there's attraction there, that they are a decent person, kind of on face value, all of that. Because if there's one thing that you don't want to do, it's put yourself in a vulnerable and compromising situation. Um, because I have done that multiple times in my born-again whore era and it's fucking dangerous. The amount of times that I would get shit face drunk, go on a date with someone and then have sex with them when I didn't want to, um, because they got a bit too pushy. And it was kind of like the lines were blurred around, you know, what I wanted and, you know, realizing kind of halfway through the date, huh, yeah, I'm actually not really attracted to this person, but, that get, but then getting drunker and drunker and ending up like having sex with them anyway, you know, or wanting, or just saying to them like, oh, I just want to have a cuddle. And they just would not respect that boundary. So you need to be really fucking careful I would also not be going to their house. I would be having the person come to your house and making sure that someone's home. So if you live at home with your parents, well, that's a bit awkward, but sorry, mum and dad, I have had people come around at yours before. They would know that too. Um, or if you you know you live with friends, like make sure that a friend is home. Um and if you are out on these dates and stuff like that, don't get shit face drunk and always have your location shared with your friends. You just Need to be as safe as you can meeting strangers because there are a lot of fuckwits out there um, and a lot of stupid blokes that just do not respect boundaries and are fucking dangerous. So, casual sex is risky because you need to be safe, like with your sexual health. You need to go get regular checkups. You need to use protection, and you might meet fuckwits that don't respect your boundaries. So it, I don't want to say like no, it's, it's really difficult. Like, I just think you need to be really careful. Okay. If I was you, and if I was to do this era again, I definitely want someone a little bit more consistent to fuck, um, a bit more of a friends with benefits situation. So the risk with having a friends with benefits is falling for them. Um, because there is that study that women release oxytocin when we have sex while men don't, they release, testosterone. So oxytocin is the love hormone, right? It's what, you know, those loving feelings are. So the more you have sex with someone, the more oxytocin that is getting released and you know, you'll start to develop feelings for them. Even if they're a complete fuckwit, even if you don't even like, like them on a compatibility level, you know, that can happen. It doesn't happen to everyone. So as a lover girl, I will get attached to people. also probably part of my attachment style as well. So my suggestion for a friends with benefits is pick someone that you don't really like, like you like enough. Okay. But pick someone that is like, you know, that there's no fucking way on earth that you could ever imagine yourself with them. So it could be that maybe they're not the best route, but they're, they're all right, you know, but maybe they don't like blow your fucking clear off, you know, or maybe they just have completely opposing core values. Like they could be like a Pauline Hansen supporter or something like that. You know, they could be fucking, you know, vote one Clive Palmer. Like, you know, they could be a, a complete wanker like that. Um, so I definitely suggest if you want something a bit more steady, Friends of Benefits with a fuckwit. Okay. I've had this Friends of Benefits for like 10 years now, and he's honestly a legend. Like, I consider him one of like, you know, a, a good friend. Um, but he's just not the person he's just not the person that I would end up with at all and he never makes me come and like last time I was so close to coming oh my god I was so annoyed I was so close and I was like don't you dare come and he fucking came and when he left I was like next time you come over have a fucking wank beforehand because that is so selfish so yeah I'm you know clearly not going to fall in love with him am I um yeah so have fun with it Curate your profile to suggest that, you know, something casual is what you're looking for, obviously not going to put on, put on there that you want a relationship, you know, you know you're going to post some sexier photos, like obviously not too explicit, you know, we want to give like, you know, we want to give, like, um, you know, give sex appeal, but not like too, too sexy, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So don't be shit face drunk, use protection, get regular checkups, um, make sure that you've got boundaries in place. All right, cool. I think I've answered that one pretty, pretty succinctly. Question number three, age gap relationship. I'm 23 and he's 36 for context. I've been living on my own since the age of 15. I'm very independent and have a two year old. We've been seeing each other for around four to five months. Thoughts on age gap relationships. Okay. So there's a 13 year difference here. Um, he is old enough to be your dad, uh, teenage dad. No, nah, he's not your dad, obviously though he's a daddy. Mm -hmm. Look, I understand that there's a lot of judgment around age gap relationships and it typically comes down to the gap in emotional maturity Um, because when there is a gap in emotional maturity, the older partner, uh, you know, it could lead to the younger partner being more dependent, um, impressionable and more vulnerable to manipulation or abuse because the older partner is, well, they're a lot more emotionally, more mature, right? They typically will have more money, more life experience, all of that. So there can be a power imbalance. And that I think is the biggest concern around age gap relationships, right? Um, The other concerns are, well, what stage of life are you both at? You know, do you have travel plans? Are you in your party girl era? Are you wanting to settle down? Like what stage of life are they at? You know, and I think that might be more so for the much older older age gap kind of relationships like you know someone that's looking to retire and you're like looking to start a family kind of thing for your situation without knowing too much detail about it it sounds like you've had to grow up pretty quickly and at a very young age you know talking about living on your own since the age of 15. my goodness girl and that combined with the fact that you're already a mum at the age of 23 it sounds like you are a lot more grounded than most 23 year olds and look I know a 36-year-old man who's an absolute fucking kid brain in terms of emotional maturity. So, look, you guys could be on par, okay? And I think it comes down to if you have shared values, respect each other and are otherwise compatible, then I don't see any issue with it, you know? Plus, you've only been seeing each other for for, for like four or five months. So, you know, this is like you're still in the really early stages of the relationship. Like you're still getting to know each other. You're still getting to know each other's, you know, if you're even compatible, like obviously there's mutual feelings there and things like that. But I think it's usually around the one year mark in the relationship when you know whether it's going to last or not and whether you are compatible more long-term. And if you are purely concerned about what people think of the age gap, fuck them, okay? Like who cares what people think? If you have a gut feeling that something is not quite right, maybe in terms of like a power imbalance, things like that, then you need to listen to your gut, okay? But otherwise, girl, go for it. Honestly, live your best life. I hope that you can eat pussy at the age of 36. You fucking better because the bloke I was fucking sure can't. But anyway, (sighs) question number four. This is a bit of a long one, okay? but very juicy. Oh my God. So juicy. So I've been with my boyfriend for nearly three years, a bit of background. His best mate was previously dating my sister. However, they've been broken up for a couple of years now. He, the best mate recently got engaged to his ex-girlfriend. There is no bad blood. However, this couple are always having events and I'm never invited. My partner goes along to these events without me, which hasn't really bothered me until now, all the other boys, girlfriends are invited. And now it just seems I'm being left out. My partner and I did have a break of three or so months in this period. He slept with his friends, fiance's friend at their engagement party. And I can't help, but think this fiance is leaving me out and might have an ulterior motive of my partner being with one of her friends. I had a chat to him and opened up about how it has made me upset and he's not sure what to do about this as it's an awkward situation. However, I feel like he should want to show me off, especially when all the other girlfriends go to these events and they've only been around for a year or so. I feel embarrassed about him having to ask if I can go as I feel like it should be a given to receive an invite. I'm not invited to the wedding or anything and he is in the groom's party, to which she, the best mates fiance is always sending messages saying those partners who are invited to the wedding are welcome to tag along to X, Y, Z, etc. I can't help but think she's just a cunt. Send help. P.S. Loving the pod. So proud of you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Sis. I can't help but think she's a cunt either. Jesus. Look. Okay. So in summary, this girl has been with her man for a few years. Uh, Her man's best friend used to date her sister, however, they split up and her man's best friend is now engaged to his ex-girlfriend. So I'm assuming the ex-girlfriend was with her before he got with your sister, right? A little bit messy. So then this girl and her man, they had a three month break where the boyfriend slept with the best mate's fiance's friend. Now they're back together and she's being excluded from everything. Um, And it kind of alludes to that you may have been getting excluded before this break too, maybe ever since your sister and the best mate broke up. Look, the way I see it is the fiancé probably resents you a little bit. I'd say that she resents you on the fact that your sister dated her now fiancé you know, and it was while they were broken up that they dated. So just on principle, she probably is like, fuck her. Like, I don't wanna have anything to do with the sister of the girl that dated my fiance, soon to be husband, you know? So look, she's probably just closing that off. Like she's, yeah. So I think there's a bit of resentment there on her end. Look, being excluded from a whole friend group is really fucking tough. Like, does anyone else in the group organize events as well? Or is it just his best mate? Like, are there, do they have other friends that do events? Like, are you getting invited to those? Like what's the go there? Because personally with my partners, like I've always been part of their friend group and they've always been a part of mine. Like we all just integrate, you know? And I think that's so important because you don't want to live suit, like you don't want to live two separate lives you know, and it's, it's pretty disrespectful if your partner is always going to these events and you're not ever invited. And I think, you know, for him to say that he doesn't know what to do as, you know, he's in an awkward position, like, yeah, it's awkward, but he needs to validate your feelings and stand up for you. Like if you really want to be a part of this circle, I wouldn't feel embarrassed about him asking his mates, if you can come, I think you need to take it in your stride. You know, like you need to take it in your stride, be like, yo, can you ask if I can come? Like, especially if it's like all the couples are going, you know, and then when you do go, you need to look hot as fuck and rock up just looking like so beautiful and be like the brightest star in the room. Like not in a sense of being the centre of attention but making effort with the girls, you know, be sweet as pie, like kill them with kindness. And you never know, you might actually get along with a ha- like a house on fire. You know, it could be one of those friendships that start off as like, I thought you were a bitch. Like, yeah, I think that maybe you should make a little bit of effort here if you really, really, really want to be a part of this friendship circle um, and just like show them how nice the person that you really are. You know, like it, it fucking sucks being excluded from shit. And oh, it's so hard because like at the age I'm at now, be like, yeah, why would I want to make effort with people who clearly don't like me? but like, clearly this is, you know, it's impacting your relationship at this point because you don't feel supported by your partner. And that's really important that he needs to support you and stand up for you. And yeah, he should show you off cause you're gorgeous, you know, but yeah, in terms of the wedding uh, I wouldn't be bothered about not being invited to the wedding, especially when your man is in the groom's party and you haven't actually said if you're bothered about that. So you're probably fine. Um, but long-term, I would probably wanna be a part of the friend circle or at least tried to make an effort there, like tried to, tried to fit in, you know? Because like I said, you might actually get along with some of the girls, you might, um, but being excluded from every single event is really fucked. And you don't have to be best mates with them all, but you know, just going would be, you know, nice. And plus, like if the fiance does have ulterior motives, she needs to give it up because if your man's wanted to be with someone else, he would but he's with you, okay? So the proof's in the pudding there. Probably one of my least favourite things about relationships is having to hang out with people that you don't want to, you know, having to go see your in-laws if maybe you don't like them or maybe going seeing some of their mates that maybe you don't really like. But at the same time, like, you know, you also make friendships for life as well and you make really good friends and you have really good memories and all of that. But, yeah, I think just to recap, it sounds like the fiancé, holds a little bit of resentment for you there since your sister did date her fiance. Um, I don't necessarily think that she's got ulterior motives to try and set your man up with one of her friends. And if she is trying to break up your relationship, she's a fucking cunt. Um, But I think extend the olive branch, ask if you can go be the bigger person and just, you know, give it a go girl, give it a go. Okay. Okay. And tell your partner, like, you know, you really need his support in this too. All right. Oh, good luck. Oh, my God. I hope it turns out okay. And I hope that it's a happy ending and that you and the fiance actually become best friends. And she's actually really lovely. Let's all hope for that. Okay. I think I've waffled on for quite a while today. Um, So I'm going to love you and leave you there. But thanks for tuning in. At this stage, I think I'll be releasing weekly episodes um, just until I can kind of get a bit of a better recording schedule. And just because it is taking me quite a bit of time to record episodes at the moment, um, I also need to do a bit of a brainstorm about what I'm going to bloody talk about. will not? I? See, so yeah, if you have any suggestions on things that you want me to talk about on the pod, or if you have any questions or are looking for some unhinged advice please DM me on my Hot and Unhinged Podcast Instagram and you might feature on the pod. And just know that all of these questions are anonymous. Um, and you know, you can always change some details as well if you don't want, you know, if you don't want any kind of clue as to who you might be who as to who you might be referring to. But yeah, anyway, I don't even know if that makes sense. You know what I mean. Fucking hell. All right. Love you guys. Again, thanks for your support. um, And I'll see you next week. Bye. Psych. (laughs) If you're here, if you're listening, you've made it to the, um, I don't know what you call this, surprise segment. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to call it? Look, to be honest, I pre-recorded this episode like a few days ago because I'm an organized queen. Um, And then all that shit kicked off on my TikTok on Friday and Saturday. Because I said on Friday, like we went out and then I got into a big yardie with a group of people and they called me fat and said I had saggy tits. And I was like, and this is only half of the story. I'll tell you the other half on my, on my podcast. And then some woman was like, you're not going to get us to listen to the podcast. Just tell us the rest of the story now. And I got really shitty and I was like, well, you know what? I pick and choose what I fucking talk about on my TikTok and my podcast. So if you're going to listen to my podcast, you get the story. If you're not, you don't get it. Okay. Anyway, like I said, I've already, at this point, I'm convinced, like, maybe I do have PMDD because I've been so grumpy, like, so grumpy. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. You guys got my fucking head. Probably do have PMDD. Anyway, whatever, like, crazy bitch. Hi, it me. Look, so I, like I said, I'd already pre-recorded this podcast and I was like, well, I can't include the story this week, so they're not going to get the rest of the story until like a whole week's time. And you guys probably gonna listen and be like what was the story and then i'm gonna have to be like oh well i pre-recorded the you know it was just gonna be a fucking explanation and i was like look what i can do instead is i can just record a little segment and then i can tag it on to the end of the episode and if people actually still listen to the whole fucking podcast they're going to get the little little extra story aren't they so that's what we're doing Right, anyway, after all that, after all me fucking clickbaiting you into being like, oh my god, this story, it's not even fucking interesting. Like, it's not even, it's going to be very underwhelming. You're going to be like, is that it? Is that it? And you know, partly me to blame, partly you to blame, but I wasn't actually trying to bait you guys into, into like, you know, saying that this is a very interesting story. It was just, I kind of had a bit of a shit night on Friday night, and that's, you know, where we're at. Um, Yeah, look, you know those nights when you just go out and you just... It just feels like every interaction you have with people is just like not great, and I just kind of like got to the point. I was like, I wish I fucking stayed home because there's just like so many pricks out tonight. Anyway, so the first thing that kind of grinded my gears a little bit. So we're at Beaufort, no fucking worries, like all good, having a few drinks. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, getting tipsy, tipsy in the club um and so i was like let's go to mustang and i was like you know what fuck yeah let's go to mustang like i love mustang you know they say that perth has no culture perth has mustang that place is its own that is its own fucking postcode i swear to god like i've had some great nights at mustang i've had some terrible nights at mustang like one that sticks in my head rent free is okay irish men they can be absolute cunts i I said it they can be absolute cunts and you know what they're probably the most unattractive like race of people i've ever met too like Irish blokes are not are not great looking okay I feel like they all look the same copy and paste and I'm so sorry if your fucking man's is Irish I'm sure he's I'm sure he looks beautiful to you you know but anyway so we're at Mustang this is I was like 23 so I was like peak insecure ho. um yeah peak insecurity whatever insecurities all that it was like crowded very crowded this is like pre-covid days when like I feel like more people went out or like they allowed more people into venues whatever so, this guy was, like, pushing through to, like, get through the crowd, like, whatever. And he, like, pushed my tit to get past me. And I was like, "Oi, don't touch my fucking tit. And he looked at me. He looked me up and down. And he got right in my face and, like, screamed at me. You're fucking ugly anywhere. Anyway, I left and I cried. And I was like, takes one to know one, you fucking little midget. Anyway, fucking leprechaun, I swear to God. Um, I left. Not a great experience. Didn't go back to Mustang for a while. But... I obviously had amnesia about that experience because, lo and behold, have been back a couple of times lately. I went with a couple of girlfriends a few weeks ago. They're from Over East And I was like, oh my God, let me take you to a place. And I took them to Mustang. And it was actually really fun. So we went on Friday night. Cool. Having a pretty good time. Oh, no, no, no. Let me rewind. So we're at, this is when I kind of started to get a little bit shitty. Um, so we were at Beaufort. And we went to the toilets before leaving for Mustang. And I, I literally just, we opened the door to the toilet. Sarah went through to the toilet. I, like, walk into the toilet. This girl comes straight up to me. She grabs my fucking tits and then, like, starts grabbing my shirt and is, like, pulling up my shirt, like, obviously, like, to rearrange my top. And she was, like, oh, babe, like, just don't mind me. I just had my tits done a few weeks ago, so, like, everyone's touching my tits. And I was, like, holding my boobs. Like, I was not saying anything. Like, I was clearly, like, shocked. And, like, I, I am not much of a hugger, like... I'm not much of a physical touch with people that I don't know like to begin with like it literally took me four years to fucking hug Carlin like I am only physical touch with like my intimate partner which I'm like give me all the touches and the tickles and the cuddles but like with people like my friends especially random fucking strangers I don't know I do not take it like kindly to being touched without my consent let alone this girl grabbing my fucking tits like I just I just opened the door to the toilets and she like grabbed my tits and I was like clearly like not happy about it and she was talking to this other girl and then like I went to the toilet quickly and then the other girl was like oh she was so nice she's like I actually follow you on TikTok like oh my god so lovely and I was like oh my god how are you going and she kind of like indicated like I just met this girl like she clearly indicating like she's a, kind of a bit drunk at the moment like you know being a bit inappropriate and I was like yeah it's all good it's all good sis and like left and I was like fucking hell like just like, no one, absolutely no one, this, t- this chick is, like, groping everyone's tits. Like, just, like, don't. I, yeah. It just is really inappropriate. Like, you just don't know. People, it's assault. Like, it's assault, okay? Like, it doesn't matter what fucking sex you are, whether it's a girl doing it to a girl, whether it's a, a guy doing it to a girl, a girl doing it to a guy, you do not touch people's private parts without their fucking consent doesn't matter if it's in the girls toilets and you just had your fucking tits done you do not do that shit like it just really rubbed me up the wrong way really did because the amount of times that i've been out and i've been inappropriately touched usually by men and you know they'll come past and they'll smack your ass like all of that stuff like it's it really irks me a lot like i'm fucking triggered by it you know so I was like already like oh like a bit like pissed off and Sarah was like oh my god da- Darcy like why didn't you say anything I would have fucking braided her kind of thing like would have popped off and I was like she was drunk like she she didn't think what she was doing was wrong and I just like wanted to pick my battles in that moment like I I was kind of in shock as well like I didn't want to do anything anyway so that was fine so I was like you know brush it off we go to Mustang and like kind of by that point I just should have gone home because I just let it put me in such a bad mood we ended up at mustang and it was okay for the most part like we played a game and pool with some random guys like all of that um i feel like i had i was a little bit defensive i was in a bit of a defensive mood like if i felt like any guy was kind of being a bit creepy i was like can you please like fuck off like i was being like a bit defensive like oh like on reflection like in a grumpy mood anyway it's fine and then like we're on the dance floor and there was like this tall like Fucking he was pretty handsome looking bloke and I like I just looked at him like we looked eyes and I was like, Are you single? And he was like, Yeah, I'm single and so like we started dancing, like all of that, like flirting, cool, probably probably for at least ten minutes. And then one of his mates kinda came up and was like I couldn't hear because we were on the dance floor and like at Mustang they play like live music. So I feel like I'm, I'm deaf at the best of times, so I couldn't hear what he was saying, and his mate was, like, very short, and, like, we were both very tall, but he was kind of like, mm, there was something sus, and the way that he was, like, kind of, like, joking around with his friend, like, I don't know what was going on, and Sarah obviously picked up on it, because she said to his mate, like, what's going on, kind of thing, like, I didn't realise this, but this is what she was kind of like to his mate, like, what, what's going on there. Anyway, his mate says to Sarah, like, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, so I hadn't heard this at this point, but his mate, like, told my friend, like, oh, no, he's got a girlfriend. Anyway, next thing, this girl comes up to me, and I couldn't quite hear what she was saying, and I'm not sure... Sh- she was so lovely, and I'm not sure if she was saying, like, that she followed me on TikTok or something like that, but she was saying, like, the most lovely things to me. She was like, you're beautiful, like, oh, my gosh, I like, you wish... Like, you deserve the best, like, all of this, and I couldn't fucking understand what she was saying, but I know she was saying, like, really nice things... She didn't say anything about him, but Sarah came up to me. She's like, Darcy, we need to abort. We need to abort. And I was like, wow, what's going on? He's like, that girl that's talking to you, that's his girlfriend. I'm like, what? He's got a girlfriend? And because it was like so loud, I looked at him. I'm like, wait, you're in a relationship? And he like just nodded at me and like looked at his girlfriend. I was like, what? You're in a relationship? Like, I was just like, are you fucking kidding? Like, for starters, your woman, you you were out Mustang with your woman. And you're out here flirting with all these other girls, like in front of her, like this poor girl. And I think Sarah said to this girl, like, what are you doing with him? Like, how can you, do- how can you just let him like do this to you? And she's like, I know, I know it's really shit. Like, so it's obviously not some fucking kink thing that they're into. Like, it's not a holding thing. Like he's clearly just a fucking dirt bag and is like out here. Like, oh, I just couldn't it made me so angry so we just walked out like i didn't say anything to her i didn't say anything to this girl i didn't say anything to him to anyone like i was kind of a bit shocked and like because this girl was so nice to me like oh i can't can't believe she didn't say like hey babe like i'm really sorry but that's actually my boyfriend like i can't and maybe she did but i I honestly couldn't hear her i couldn't hear her because she was also very short but yeah if she if this bird is like does follow me on tiktok or whatever like i hope you listen to this like Sis, I'm so fucking sorry. Like, I wish that I had have, like, punched your fucking boyfriend in the dick or something because you do not deserve that. You do not deserve to be treated like that. Like, he... You deserve so much more. And there are men out there that won't do that stuff. There are men out there that will treat you well, that will respect you, that you can go out together or alone and not worry that he's going to be hitting on other girls. Like... Oh, it just made me so fucking sad for her, like, that, you know, she was allowing that to happen, and I really hope that you know your worth, and that you don't, you don't let him do, like, you don't let that man treat you like that anymore, and you flick him off, because he deserves someone that is on par with him, he deserves to be treated like shit if he's going to be out here treating people like shit, like, I just, yeah, it just made me so fucking sad, and, like, so angry, and so we walked out, and that's when, like, I was trying to piece the puzzles together. Cause at that point I couldn't really hear, but all I heard from Sarah is like abort mission. That's his girlfriend. And I asked him like, you know, is, is this your girlfriend? He's like, yeah. And so we left. And so we're out the front. I was like, what just happened? And so I'm trying to get the pieces of the puzzle together and you know, we're talking about it. And that's when that little fuck came up to us and he was just like, just being a creep. This bloke was just annoying us. And I just turned him and I was like, can you just fuck off? He's fuck off. And he obviously crushed his ego that I told this bloke to fuck off because the next thing he's like clapping back at me and I just like a flip, like no, like a switch, like flipped in my mind and I just kicked off and I like, I feel pretty bad because obviously I've, I just channeled like how pissed off I was from that girl touching my tits. And then with this situation with this, this guy that had a girlfriend and then this guy was like berating me like i flip a switch just fucking flipped and i was like you balding cunt what's underneath that fucking cap of yours hey like how dare you like you're like literally five foot four like you think you've got a fucking chance like go like yeah i just went off and the next thing it was like all of his mates are in there and there was like this guy with this mullet and he was like yeah yeah well your your pussy would be like so loose so huh who's gonna want you you gotta lose pussy and i was like are you serious is that i'm like You wouldn't even know what the inside of a fucking pussy looks like, mate. Like, you wouldn't even know. And then all the girlfriends came in and they were like, yeah, well, you've just got saggy tits and you're so fat. So, like, who's going to even want you? And I'm like, I don't even fucking want anyone at this point. You'll fucking suck. And this bird, like, sorry, but, oh, this sounds really bad. But, no, I can't even say what I said because it was like I went low. I went fucking low, like. Anyway, so it was just not a good time. And anyway, I came home and I walked through the door and Carlin and Sean were still up. Thank God. And I was like, mom, dad. And I just like bawled my eyes out, like was so upset, like full, like, <laughs> like hysterical. And yeah, and thank God they were there. Cause like I was able to debrief with them and yeah, we talked through a lot of shit and it was really good, but I've just felt very, yeah. I don't know, I felt very sheepish about the whole thing, like especially like the big yelling match that was outside Mustang, because that was in like in front of everyone, like there was a massive line of people waiting to go into Mustang, like it was just, oh, it's just not who I am, like fuck, straight out of Jero things, you know, like it just, yeah, it's just not what I represent, and I'm so ashamed that I did that. But You know what, at the same time, I'm not trying to justify what I did, but I'm just saying like, we're not perfect um and i feel like especially with my social media and the presence that i have here that i feel like people can sometimes put me on a pedestal and it makes me feel pretty uncomfortable because like i just want to remind everyone that i haven't done anything amazing like i haven't i don't have a fucking charity like i'm not like doing any any of the lord's work in sense of like saving people you know what i mean and like I have people message me sometimes, like, you're so inspiring, like, all of that. I, I'm literally just a bogan from Jelton. Like, I'm not, like, don't put me on a pedestal because I fuck up. Like, I tell people to fuck off. Like, I am inappropriate when we go out sometimes. Like, I'm not necessarily someone to look up to. So I don't want people to, you know, think that I am and think that I don't fuck up because I do. And I'm not proud of my actions on Friday night. Like, I'm not proud of, like, that person. And I regret it. But anyway, that was a story that I wanted to tell you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in my car right now. I'm about to go get food. It's literally, like, 3 p.m. on a Sunday. I've just, like, slept in all day. because so I think I'm getting sick. But I thought, you know what? I'll give you a little bit of a bonus, a little bonus segment on, this, on today's potty. Um, yeah. My storytelling bloody skills are probably shit today. I don't even know what I'm saying. But that's it. That's all she wrote. All right, then. I'm actually signing off officially now. All right. see ya. Bye.